Hello, friends. You're listening to the Buttercut Podcast, our new PGA Tour Talk podcast. Today's episode of the Buttercut is brought to you by MWBK Creative. That's right, the very same company that produces and distributes Backdoor Cover, the Mind of Micah podcast, and coming soon, 365 Things Austin podcast, MWBK Creative, the same company that offers podcast consulting services, anything from production to sound design, talent development, monetization strategy, MWBK Creative presents The Buttercut. A couple housekeeping notes before we get started. We're soft launching The Buttercut on Backdoor Cover today, and we will be releasing episodes every couple weeks leading up to the Open Championship in July, when we will fully launch The Buttercut into its own feed. So if you're a regular Backdoor Cover podcast listener, if you see The Buttercut in the title of an episode, you know we're talking golf. You should join us. We would appreciate it very much. We appreciate your attention, your engagement, your ears. It is all very much appreciated. Your feedback. We love you. We appreciate you. All right. Let's get on with it. I am Bradley Key. I'm the host of this podcast. Regularly, Peter McGibney, a.k.a. Peter the Irish Guy, will be my co-host. However, he's under the weather. He's sick today. Peter competed professionally on the European tour circuit for a couple years before moving to Austin, Texas, which is where we are. He's our resident expert on the professional aspects of the golfing world. He's going to add a little bit of credibility to this show. Um, in lieu of Peter, I'm joined by my best buddy on the whole damn planet, my business partner, and co-host of the Backdoor Cover podcast, Michael Weiner. Sup, fam? What's up, King? God, that, uh, that intro music slaps. It goes, doesn't it? Yeah, it really I bet does. you didn't expect some filthy trap music to, to lead you into a golf podcast. Let's go. Yeah. I'm excited for the second major of the year. It's going down, and I appreciate you very much uh, coming in, filling in on the fly. Micah came last minute, joined me this morning, so he's doing me a huge favor. I appreciate you, Micah. Let's get on with it. The 2019 PGA Championship. Let's go through a little overview. We are in the 101st edition of the PGA Championship. It kicks off this week on Thursday in Long Island, New York at Beth Page Black. That's the golf course. Uh, The tournament returns to May for the first time since 1949. So previously... The PGA Championship, for those of you unfamiliar, happens in August every year. It's the fourth leg of four majors. Now it's the second. It's the second, and it's in May as opposed to August. So this really changes things dramatically from kind of a perspective of how the golf season plays out. Um, it's, it feels funny. What do you think, Micah? Like, we were, we were kind of talking about this before. It just like, I feel like I'm not even talking about the PGA Championship because it's supposed to be happening at the very end of the year as opposed to right now. Like, just feels funny, right? It's really weird. It's really weird that they've done this our entire lives, obviously, many right. people's entire lives. And now uh, the PGA Championship is always the fourth major. Usually and it's now like it's hot. the second major. It's, it's, the conditions are going to be different. It's totally different. weird. Yeah, it's, it's um, usually held, like, it's always held in the same part of the country. Like, typically it's going to be in the east, uh, Usually it's like hot because it's in August. Now it's in May, which when you're playing at a course in the north like Beth Beth Page, like they're gonna have forty degree temperatures when they tee off in the mornings. Like that's just kind of the nature of the beast this time of year. So it's it really changes the the dynamic of this tournament. Um, it's interesting. So going moving the calendar on, calendar is just weird, isn't it? That's, strange? that's the strange thing, and and. Uh, we will see. It's also weird. Normally, this is a tournament that's anchored by Ernie Johnson. TNT promotes it throughout the entire playoffs. Now it's just in the middle of the playoffs, and I didn't realize it was coming. The majors here. I'm excited about it. Yeah, because TNT's weird. 
knee deep in NBA playoff talk, right? Like that's what you mean. They've they've been kind yeah. Of normally there. they promote it throughout the entire playoffs, right. like coming at the end of you know the end of the golf season. Now it's just I feel like it just sort of jumped up on us. So so TNT is going to be uh, one of two broadcast partners. They're airing the first and second rounds on Thursday and Friday, the sixteenth and seventeenth, uh, from one to seven. Coverage will be on TNT for the third and fourth rounds. TNT will be the morning coverage partner. So 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, on the 18th and 19th, Saturday and Sunday, TNT will be the broadcast partner. However, for the meat of the tournament, CBS will be broadcasting and, and doing its normal presentation of the tournament. So from 2 to 7 p.m. Saturday and Sunday evenings, afternoons, that'll be your normal CBS broadcast uh, uh, crew. So, yeah, I'm excited, man. Usually this is going to be, usually tournaments, PGA tournaments, the Golf Channel is the morning broadcast partner. CBS is the evening, afternoon partner in the weekend. So the only real change here is that TNT is is replacing the Golf Channel. And, you know, typically TNT does a really good job with all of their broadcast uh, events. So the only thing that we're kind of questioning at this point is whether um, Ernie Johnson will be on the broadcast or if he's going to be consumed by NBA playoff coverage and inside the NBA. So that's something to keep an eye on. We're, we're hoping for, for Ernie. Right, Micah? You're a big Ernie fan. Absolutely. Yeah. Inside the, the NBA is like your favorite right show in America. Well, it's, so. it's the greatest show on television. It's pretty good. All right. Moving on. The PGA Championship boasts the most, uh, the most deep field of any tournament in, in, on the PGA Tour every year. They've got a 156-player roster that includes every one of the top 100 players in the official golf world rankings, or it did until Monday when Justin Thomas withdrew. He's got an injury to his wrist. He is number five in the world golf rankings. He's no longer participating. Other than that, every player in the, the top 100 of the official golf world rankings is in the field this week. Had Justin Thomas not withdrawn, this would be the first time it had ever happened at one of golf's major championships. So, Justin Thomas, narrowly helping us miss history here. Um, so, stacked field, though, nonetheless. Stacked field. And it's and typically, like, some of these other majors you can get in with, with sponsors' exemptions, and th- there's ways you can play in as an amateur. It's, it's much more difficult as an amateur to get into the field of the PGA Championship. Like, this tournament was made for professionals, um, and it's pretty exclusive. So... This is a really, really deep field playing on a really, really difficult golf course. Uh, you're not getting Tony Romo's and Steph Curry's out in the field. Like, that's just not how this plays. So, the field has features 34 major championships, 69 international players representing 27 countries, 12 players who've been ranked number one in the world at some point in their career. Uh, those numbers all include Justin Thomas. So, I would say 33 major championships and 11 players who have been ranked number one in the world. Um, regardless, a super stacked field, tons of, of pedigree, tons of tons of talent. It's going to be an incredible event. Uh, the winner of the PGA Championship hosts the Wanamaker Trophy, which weighs 27 pounds and is 27 inches tall, making it the largest of the four major championship trophies. It's named after Rodman Wanamaker, who is the founder of the PGA of America uh, Wanamaker also paid for the first PGA tournament or PGA championship tournament, and he donated the first trophy. So it makes sense why they would, uh, they would name the trophy after him. Um, that's dope. Yeah, it's dope. 
What do you I'd, think? I'd like to start a tournament. I don't want to put any money down, but I'd like to at least You'd like to like donate be a the part and, and donate a, a shitty trophy, which later gets upgraded to something dope like this one. Yeah. What, what kind of trophy are you thinking? Like, what would you donate? Like a salad bowl? Like, what, what do you salad got? Salad bowl's good. Yeah. Uh, maybe just a, a picture of myself what they call uh, inside it, of a salad bowl. What they call it? The, uh, the wiener trophy? They call it the Weiner Cup. Oh, the Weiner Cup. Cup. Oh, cup. Excuse me. Okay, keep going. All right. On to the course, Bethpage Black. This is interesting. So Bethpage Black is a public golf course at Bethpage State Park. So you're not typically seeing huge prestigious events like this hosted at public golf courses. Every once in a while you do. Um, but typically, that's not the case. Another interesting fact, Bethpage Black is one of five of Bethpage's courses. So Bethpage State Park has five courses on it. Bethpage Black happens to be the most difficult and prestigious of the group, and it is the only course that they'll be playing this week, hosting the tournament. The course was opened in 1936 and was designed by someone named A.W. Tillinghast. I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about golf course design or golf course designers, but for those of you out there who get nerd boners over this kind of stuff, there you have it, A.W. Um, Bethpage Black, some history here. The course played host to the U.S. Open, another of the four majors, in 2002 and 2009. In 2002, Tiger Woods won. He's the only player in the field to break par. Uh, it was seen as one of the most difficult and exciting U.S. Opens in history. Phil finished second, I believe. That's right. Um, in 2009, Lucas Glover won it. What do you think about that, Micah? Uh, that Not a whole lot, right? Well, yeah, well, whoever the fuck I'm that is. Sure Tiger finished sixth that year. I think Phil finished second in that one as well. Um, anyways, there's some prestige here. They also have the Ryder Cup scheduled, uh, I think it's 2024. Some, sometime in the near future, they're, they're going to host the uh, Ryder Cup, which is U.S. versus European players uh, at Bethpage Black. So that should be really interesting. Um, Storylines, now that we are familiar with the course. Brooks Kepka won in 2018, the PGA Championship in 2018. However, as we discussed this was when the tournament was held in August. The tournament was at Bell Reeve Country Club in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, so this week, Kepka has the second best odds to to defend his title. So he's in good shape. He's playing really well. I think he finished third last week at the Byron Nelson. So he comes in in good form, and he has really good odds to repeat as a, as a defending championship, PGA championship. It doesn't feel like the same tournament, though. It's just strange that it's not in August. It, anyways, it's kind I'm of with just, you. weird. You, you know what I mean? Uh, another interesting fact, Tiger Woods finished runner-up at that same 2018 uh, PGA Championship at Bell Reve Country Club, two strokes back of Brooks. Tiger happens to be the favorite this week, which I, you have to think that the broadcasting people and golf world and everybody in the world is very, very excited to have, have Tiger back. I... I'm not so sure, man. I I think people are kind of jumping the gun here. He did have an incredible Masters. It's really unassailable to say he did. And I think that he's... I'm concerned that he's going to show rust because he hasn't played since the Masters. Uh, he's been rolling around his, his restaurant in gym shorts and a green jacket, giving people high fives and stuff. Like Also being charged with... Uh, uh, with murder, basically. What? He was... Uh, somebody, uh, I think he was an employee of there. Uh, there's a charge has been charged. Tiger has now been named in a wrongful death lawsuit because 
God. one of his employees at, at his restaurant called The Woods, I believe, um, was drunk and got killed in an accident or a car wreck or something, and Ooh, they're blaming terrible. it on Tiger. It's not good. I just saw it on the bottom of the screen on ESPN last night. Tough break for Tiger. Yeah. They really snuck that in there. So anyway, this whole week, Tiger's been living on his yacht, uh, which is called Privacy. Um, so you know he's living at least luxuriously. Uh, so tight. It Wouldn't that be dope? How many whores could... do you think are on that boat? I, I, I hate to speculate. I bet he could fit a lot. I guess he has a girlfriend, but... It's a yacht. I mean, it holds many. Uh I just think it's tight that you can like go play a practice round at one of the like greatest courses in the world and then, you know, walk down the street and hop on your yacht for the evening until you play your next practice round and then same with the throughout the tournament. Like that's so gangster. So Tiger, shouts to you, buddy. Uh maybe stick away from the uh, the wrongful death stuff. I that that freaks me out, man. Like that would also weigh on you mentally. Like you need to have like your most absolute focus and just having like little distractions like that are, are troubling. So like I said, Tiger hasn't played since the masters. He's been out of competition since, uh, since that tournament, he's got a few things that are ailing him in his personal life. Um, it's hard to say, man, he's coming in as the favorite though. So, uh, he is nine to one odds to win the tournament, uh, followed by Dustin Johnson, who's 10 to one, and Brooks Kepka, who's 10 to 1. So Kepka, Dustin Johnson are both kind of second best odds. Uh, McElroy, Fowler, and Justin Thomas, who, as I mentioned, withdrew, kind of round out the top five there. McElroy is at 12 to 1. Fowler is at 16 to 1. Uh, Fowler has never won a major. So he's he's like the basically one of the best players in the world to have not won a major championship. So he's starting to feel mounting pressure as he gets older and older. Uh, to finish better than he has in, in previous years. Let's see. A couple other notes here. You have something to say? Micah keeps on looking at his, his mic like he's got something important to say. No, it, I'm I'm mostly excited for John Daly. Oh, I'm, I'm getting to that. Okay. Uh, so, let's jump to it. John Daly has been approved to use a cart throughout this tournament because of arthritis in his right knee. Uh, he says it keeps him from walking more than six holes on a golf course. Let's hear your thoughts, Micah. This is pathetic. Yeah? Get the fuck out of here. Do you think there's anyone in the world who doesn't have that reaction? This is so pathetic. Well, do you have the quote from Tiger? He said, so when Tiger was asked about it, he said something like, I won the U.S. Open with a broken leg. So this guy could have some arthritis and walk around the course like, let's get real here. Which... I kind of. This agree is with. outrageous. This is outrageous. So the thing is, I mean, though, uh, it's good. I I hope Daly wins the fucking tournament. Would be but. fucking hilarious if he makes it even to the weekend. It would be nearly impossible. But I mean, he did win as a play-in on because some guy got sick his first time. He like drove up across the country in like a beaten up Honda, chain smoking cigarettes with his mullet flying out the window, and then rolled up and won. So maybe this time he's rolling up in his golf cart to win. I highly doubt it. The other thing is like he doesn't have a whole lot of credibility or legacy to protect here. Like at, after most tournaments, you're going to find him in like the, the Hooters parking lot selling shit out of his trunk. So like, you know, if he's, if he's going to be kind of heckled a little bit, cause he rides around in a golf court, a golf cart throughout the tournament. Eh, I think he's got bigger, uh, uh, brand issues on at hand here. 
yeah, John Daly's a big fat loser at this point. And uh, just because he's old and he has arthritis, it's just out. This is an outrageous claim. But, uh, you know, more power to John. It's it's totally abuse of a, a rule that was put into to place for a guy who had like a legitimate had a legitimate handicap. John Daly's just too fat to walk. Hasn't he been walking on the Champions Tour? Like he's been competing. I it's, think so. I don't think he's been riding golf carts throughout his his time on the Champions Tour, which is fifty and up. Uh, the professional tour for seniors. So this is the first time since Casey Martin. That's the name I was looking for in the U.S. Open uh, in nineteen ninety eight and twenty twelve. Anybody's been in a cart in a major. I believe Casey Martin is the head golf co- coach at Oregon. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, or at least he was at one point. Uh, yeah, and Tiger said, of course. I won the U.S. Open with a broken leg. So what? What the fuck do you think I like? I think about this John Daly stunt. But shouts to John. Not many people giving him much respect. Not I wonder a if there's a Hooters there. near Beth Page. I'm sure there is. I bet you he could find one if there isn't. Maybe he should build one. Uh, the the uh, the John Daly Hooters next to Beth Page. I'd go. Uh, as we mentioned, Justin Thomas withdrew Monday due to a wrist injury. Thomas tweeted, unfortunately, I'll be withdrawing from the 101st PGA Championship at Beth Page Black this week as my wrist is not yet fully healed. Obviously, as a past champion, as a past champion, this tournament is extra special to me. It consistently has the strongest field in golf, and I'm disappointed to not be among those competing this year, but I'm optimistic about a return in the near future. So there you have it. Um, what a stupid, pointless statement that was. Oh, you didn't like that? No, just some fucking bullshit that his PR agency wrote. Uh-huh. Like you don't have to put out a statement. My wrist isn't working. You do. That's you part say of the game. I wish I could play. I can't. All right. Well, keep going. Yeah. What uh, else you got, Brad? I, I had Peter put together a couple thoughts on the course since he has kind of a a better feel and perspective of kind of how it plays out. Uh, here are his notes. You got to drive it well this week to win. Simple as that. Uh, he likes Frankie Molinari. Uh, he, st- he says, Frankie's not getting much love, which is funny. Uh, he's my favorite to beat this week. Um, he also, Peter mentions, Tiger's been on his yacht called The Privacy All Week, and he does a laughing emoji face. So, M- Molinari is uh, 25 to 1 on right. mybookie.ag right now, so there's a lot of value if, if you think yeah, he's Francisco down like Molinari can win. 10th or 12th best odds, mm-hmm. something like that. And, I mean, he's been in contention in the top five like for the last, what, three or four in a row? He's been been playing really well in the majors if not winning um the other player that peter likes is kepka he says molinar is the one to beat along with kepka uh tiger has to show some rust i think with not having played irish people write things backwards his is part of anyhow i'm reading this as i'm <laughs> okay trying to digest what he's saying uh we will find out a lot after tiger's first round if it's 71 or lower, he says it's a par 70 course. He'll be in the mix. So Pete thinks that if he can shoot par or better on the first day, Tiger's in great shape to compete going into the weekend. I think that's kind of an interesting perspective. Um, lastly, because it's, this is taking place in May, we kind of touched on this. The forecast has kind of been rainy. It's going to be in the 40-degree temperatures early morning, which affects ball flight. The wetness of the course affects how much the ball rolls and how it kind of some of the strategy for how you attack greens. The most important thing that, that players need to be able to do for this is to have high ball flight. These are kind of like smaller, harder to hit, more difficult greens. So for you to be able to land the ball softly on them and have it not roll off or, or kind of stay close to the pin, you're going to need to have this long, soft, high landing. 
is what I'm trying to say. So those are kind of the types of shots you have to hit. Uh, people like Rory McIlroy, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, all the big hitters that can hit those really high, soft, falling shots from from approach. They're going to be the favorites. They're going to be the favorites in every tournament because they're the best players in the world. But they just so happen to have that shot shape that is required for this particular course. So that's something of interest. Um, moving on, we covered some of the favorites. Uh, John Rahm, another notable, eighteen to one. Justin Rose, twenty to one. Jason Day, twenty-five to one. Micah, you like Jason Day, don't you? No, I do not. Mike is a hater. He's my least favorite player on tour, other than uh, that cheap little bitch, Cooch, Matt Coocher. Cooch. I don't even see him on the top twenty-five here. Uh, I really like Xander Shoffley at twenty-five to one. I think he's got the best value. He comes in really good form. I think he's won twice this year already. Um, he's a young, up-and-coming player. I think he's got really good odds. Your boy Tony Finau, who you took to win the Masters, Micah, is at thirty to one. Uh, I think that's pretty good value. That's good value. He finished. Danny finished second. Last in the Masters? Oh, actually, he fell off on the final round. Yeah, that's right. He had a had a a, a bad Sunday. What about um, Tommy Fleetwood? Tommy Fleetwood, twenty five to, to one. He's also the same with Xander Shoffley. Those two guys are at pretty good odds. Uh, both, I'll tell you who won't win. Who's that? Patrick Cantlay. He's last of the top of, of like the whatever this is top twenty five. He's at forty to one odds. You don't think Cantlay is going to overcome Woods this time? No, he's he's uh, his odds are like seventeenth. Not likely. 40 to 1. Yeah. It should be a lot of fun, though. Who is your pick? I haven't put my finger on it just yet, but I'm kind of leaning towards Dustin Johnson. Oh, wait, way to go really I know, far out on the ledge. That's a real deep one. Like I will I said, not take Dustin Johnson. He will not win this tournament. I will bet you I will bet you that. Okay. that's an, that's an He does hit the ball a ton, but he will choke, and I will not take Dustin Johnson. I like how dumb he is. I don't. I feel like pressure doesn't bother him because he just doesn't feel it. Like he's. Well, like, there's evidence otherwise. Doo-doo, doo-doo, We've seen him miss. No, that's because he's dumb also, and he just hit a bad putt. I, but I don't think pressure was what did it to him. I think. Okay. I think he like lost. He isn't last on tour with like putts inside of six feet. Something like that. Well, I think that the best value bet is maybe Andy he'll Shockley. get his Adderall this weekend and yeah, be fine. And I think that would be a problem for him. But you know, whatever. It is what it is. He's probably. Not allowed to do uppers anymore after uh, the his, cocaine thing. After the cocaine, yeah, thing. I was trying to think of how to eloquently touch on that, and that was what the hiccup there. Was. Uh, anyway, yeah. well, good stuff. Yeah. This, this buttercut. This is a good podcast. People hey. are going to be ready for this tournament. People are going to be ready. Moving forward, we're going to have Peter on, and he's typically has played these courses before. He knows a lot of the guys that are on tour. He's personal buddies with Sugar Shane Lowry, as I like to call him, Sugar Shane. His name's not Sugar Shane, but you know, is what it is. Um, yeah, he's going to be great. He's going to add some extra color to it. This is going to become a better and better show. Uh, for closing remarks, we've got social media callouts. If you would like to follow Peter, follow him at Peter the Irish Guy. Uh, we also have a Buttercut Instagram podcast. It is the butter at the Buttercut Podcast. You can follow me at Bradley B Key. What about you, Michael? Where can the where can the people follow you? Follow me at Michael Weiner. M I C A H W I E N E R. This has been a production of MWBK Creative and Sales.